I'm Emma Hall, the editor of Future Medicine AI Hub. Today I'm joined by Lance Owens, who is the Chief Medical Information Officer at the University of Michigan Health West. Lance co-leads much of the university's AI-driven work and is also a family practice provider who is committed to efficiently integrating technology into healthcare. Thank you for joining us, Lance. It's great to have you with us. Firstly, please could you introduce yourself and provide a brief overview of your career to date? Sure. And thank you for having me, Emma. I think this is a very hot topic. I know a lot of institutions around where I am are very interested in talking about these topics. And uh, having used them now for almost three years, I would scream from the mountaintop saying that every patient and every provider deserves to use what we're about to talk about today. So thank you for the conversation. My name is Lance Owens. I'm a family doc. I have been here at University of Michigan Southwest for about 25 years in various capacities. I did spend some time in the Navy, which is really where I got uh, interested in the use of the EMR and really electronics in the healthcare setting. In particular, at the time for physician kind of efficiencies, I went from an EMR to paper about six different times throughout my naval career, which I think really gave me an appreciation for what it means to use an EMR and what it means to change from paper to an EMR. And so when I decided to get out, I came back to the University of Michigan Health West, and they were just in their infancy of selecting and implementing an EHR. We are an epic shop. And so I was involved in some of the initial provider efficiency tools and just kind of through my career here, becoming the chief medical information officer. I've spent a lot of time with, like I said, physician efficiencies, but over the last several years, I've really begun to focus my passion on the patient experience. And I think that in order to have an awesome patient experience, you have to have an awesome provider experience. So I've, I've shifted my personal focus into the patient experience, knowing that I'm also working on provider efficiencies. Cool, thank you. What is AI-driven ambient voice technology and how does it work? I can talk to you in generalities about what it is. We use Nuance's project product DAX, so I can speak quite intimately about that. But in general, I think the AI-driven ambient voice technology is basically the provider brings a listening device into the exam room. And that listening device, most people are using a form factor like a phone, listens to the patient and provider have their conversation. But the conversation is recorded and then digitized into what looks like a text conversation. And then that information goes through, you know, an artificially intelligent natural language processor, if you will, it goes through some, you know, artificial intelligence, which takes that conversation and draws out the appropriate parts of that conversation, which would create a contextually appropriate exam, a note for the exam for the for the history. Some of the products that note that is AI generated then goes to a human to be kind of edited, if you will, to make sure it's appropriate. That person listens to the recording and then makes sure that the appropriate information got into that note. And then that note is then put into the, the EHR. Other systems are moving more towards a completely AI driven note where then that is put into the record for the exam note. Very, very efficient process for what we're using here. And it has, uh, we've had lots of success with it. Oh, wow. That's pretty interesting. It's incredible. How, yeah, really. How can it benefit healthcare? You know, there, there are tons of benefits. First of which is that the interaction between the patient and the provider is 
much more relaxed. Like I said, I've been using this for a little over two years, two and a half years. And I can tell you that the types of relationships that I'm developing with my patients is changing. There's less inputting in the computer in the exam room. There's more face-to-face talking. You know, I use the computer for patient education. I'll show them their labs, wrap out their labs, show them their imaging, show them some patient education. Mm-hmm. But I am really almost never in an exam room with the side of my head or back of my head to the patient typing in the computer anymore. So it's very nice to be able to sit back and relax, pose, have a very meaningful conversation with the patient, you know, elicit all the information I need, synthesize that information in my own head and kind of come up with a differential and a plan and education and and all of that with the patient. And knowing that in the background, all of that is being captured and will end up in the note for that visit. It's a wonderful thing. That in and of itself is, is a wonderful, you know, benefit of the technology. But because it's all happening in the exam room and it's not something I have to do, that lends to a significant amount of time saving. You know, we're seeing time saving. Even our providers who were spending four minutes in their exam notes are still saving 50% of that time. They're, I mean, they're doing their notes in two minutes now. We've had providers that were spending time in notes, you know, 25 minutes per note, and they're now down to seven or six minutes or five minutes. So there's a significant reduction in the amount of time you're spending actually creating that note. And then that time can be used for so many other things, going home and being at home at dinner on time, you know, not missing, you know, family events that a lot of us end up either, either missing completely or being late to. There's more time during the day to answer things like email, you know, messages from patients, prescription refills. There's times when I'm out just with my staff, just building morale and trying to build my team. It just kind of greases the wheels, I think, of your day-to-day workings within the office. But I think the greatest benefit, and, and really you can't understand it until you have to do this job, is the relief of the cognitive burden of having to create that note. Having to, first of all, remember what occurred, you know, the details of the visit, and then getting that into the exam or getting it into the note. That cognitive burden is essentially gone, uh, and that's a wonderful thing. That just makes the day better in and of itself. Other benefits would include you know, being able to see more patients during the day, uh, being able to handle more issues with each patient because the documentation uh, burden has been lifted. There are just so many. And I think one of the ones that I like to talk about is just overall, my job satisfaction has improved. And I look at that in two different ways. I'm more satisfied with my job because that cognitive burden has been lifted. So the job is a little easier for me. I can focus those times doing other patient-related activities. I can focus those times doing other non-patient-related activities if I need to. I'm just happier with my job. Then the other part of it is I feel like I'm doing a better job at my job. So these notes are better. These notes are way better than I would ever be able to do in the time I'm allotted to do them. They're more complete. In some cases, they're more verbose when they need to be. In some cases, they're more succinct when they need to be. But overall, the notes are better. And that makes me feel like I'm doing a better job. And like I said, that time that I'm getting back is used to spread across other activities I have to do so that I feel like I'm doing better at those jobs. You know, I'm not batching messages at the end of the night, keeping staff there after working hours. You know, I'm not burdened at night by doing all of that work by myself. So I think there, just the office visit, the office context itself is a benefit. There are some true ROI to this as well. I mean, like I've mentioned, it's easier to see more patients. It's easier to address more issues. So each visit, you can bill for what you capture. So we've seen an increase in the number of patients that our providers are seeing, an increase in the work RVUs 
per visit, we're seeing an increase in, in our charges and our collections. There's a true ROI to this on top of all of that stuff I've already mentioned. And because the notes are better, you know, things like getting authorizations done through the insurance companies are easier. Here in the U.S., we, we have to deal with a lot of regulations with insurance companies and what they will not pay for and at, at what times they will. So our prior authorization process has been much easier. We've noticed a 40% improvement in first-time approval of prior authorizations because the notes are so much better. We're doing less peer-to-peers. I could just go on and on. There are so many benefits. But those are the top ones that I think a lot of providers and executives are concerned about. Yeah, it sounds like a real weightlifter. <laughs> I tell people that just imagine the absolute worst part of your job. Just think about the absolute worst part of your job. And I'm going to give you a tool that's going to do 95% of it Yeah. for you. I mean, yeah. that's, it really is a good feeling, Emma. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. And it does better than me in most cases. In your opinion, are there any risks or dangers to using ambient clinical intelligence? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think there's two ways to look at that. You know, is there a risk in the using of the tool? One of the things that we're monitoring is actually how long it takes our providers to review the notes. We know how long our notes are. On average, you know, our notes are 45,000 characters or 4,500 characters. And, you know, that equates to an average number of words. And we've been able to do the math and look at some statistics on how long it should take to read and review that note. And it turns out it's about 45 seconds based on our math here, if you will. So we have some providers that are under a minute in reviewing their notes. And so we're watching that closely because if you get below 45 seconds, then the question becomes is, are you really reviewing it? You know, are you really double checking whatever the AI did? And so for me, that's probably the biggest day-to-day risk because the notes are so good. I could see where there would be some complacency in reading the note and just knowing that the note is what it should be. But we're really expecting our providers to review those notes to make sure that they're capturing what it's supposed to capture. You know, after all, you are signing it, you are responsible for those notes. Then the other thing, I think there's always this discussion about the medical legal part of recording the conversation. Where does that recording sit? How long should it be available for? How long is it identified? When should it be de-identified? Should the information from that recording be able to be retracted out of whatever cloud it is sitting in? So there's a lot of questions about that. But I think that might be one of, one of the risks moving forward is how we're going to deal with that data. One of the reasons that we chose Nuance as our partner is we feel they have a very good philosophy and strategy on how to deal with that data. Being able to de-identify it quickly so that the information can be kept so the artificial intelligence can continue to learn. We think that's important. So yeah, we think they have a healthy strategy on, on managing that data. So that's one of the reasons we chose them. But I think those are the, just for, from my perspective, I think those are some of the two major risks. Thank you. And finally, how do you think ambient clinical intelligence will advance within the next five years? That is an awesome question because The philosophy we have chosen to deal with this technology in general, just artificial intelligence, because the ambient piece of this is just a tool for artificial intelligence or a tool from artificial intelligence. So what we've decided is that we are going to take a platform approach to this. And we want the artificial intelligence to be a platform that sits on top of our EMR. And then with that artificial intelligence, you're able to use or build many different workloads. Practically mastered, I think. There's some work to be done with turnaround times, and you know it's not perfect. Not all specialties are proven, so there's work to be done. Don't get me wrong. 
but so many of us are thinking what's going to happen beyond just note creation. I would love it to do implicit ordering. So if I tell Mrs. Jones that we need to start her on amoxicillin, I turn to the computer and her amoxicillin prescription is already pended for me. If I ask someone, you know, if, while listening to the heart, you know, when, when was your last chest x-ray? Immediately, the ambient pulls up the last chest x-ray on the screen for me. Or if the patient is diabetic, when I open the chart, it automatically gives me a summary of what have happened to that patient since the last time I saw them. What were their last labs? Is there anything I should be concerned about? Did their, did their A1C change in a percentage that should be concerning? Did a specialist see something on an x-ray that I may not have seen? Did the GI doctor see a pulmonary nodule somewhere and that, that I should be following up on? So I think that this artificial intelligence in the exam room can do a lot of that. I think it could start making patient summaries. So, you know, with, with information blocking, we're required to give the patient our note. And, you know, quite honestly, that note was never intended for the patient. It was intended for me to communicate with my future self and my colleagues. So, yeah, patients may not understand what it says. It wasn't meant for them. It uses language they may not understand. But this technology could make a patient summary that's lay-friendly, that someone could read and say, this is what happened during the visit. It could, it could lay out their plan for them in a way that is better than a typical after-visit summary, where it's just a list of orders. It could do some translation for patients so that things that uh, we do or information we want to give them can be seen in their native language or vice versa. They could, you know, they could email me, for example, and the tool could translate into a language that I understand. So there's, I think there's just so many. But then because you've got this platform, there's things like artificial intelligence for pathology and radiology and maybe even HR operations, you know, we're looking at the smart hospital of the future. Could this platform really be the house for all of those types of artificial intelligent tools? So that's the strategy we've chosen here at UMH West, as opposed to, you know, you got to purchase this ambient voice technology tool and purchase this other tool for radiology, and you got to figure out how they all will connect and all will go to your EMR. So that's just what we've done. So I think that is the future. But note creation, as impressive as it is, is just the tip of the iceberg. And I think all of these other tools that will help us take better care of our patients are out there. I mean, I think this technology is absolutely going to transform healthcare. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Lance. It's been really insightful to hear about AI-driven ambient voice technology and how it can benefit medicine. Thank you also to our listeners. And if you would like to hear any more podcasts like this, please head to fmaihub.com.